So I'm speaking about the goodness of God today. The goodness of God. So many, I'm talking of God's people. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about God's people. So many associate God with uh, sickness, tragedy, death, evil, and that's error. God is good. That's error. When you associate God with evil, when you associate God with uh, tragedy, sickness, disease, how many times have you heard people say that, let the will of God be done? For someone who's sick, we know what the will of God is. Health, healing. The scripture is so clear about that, about it, that we must receive it by faith. Again, as believers in Christ, who have been exposed to the word of God, one of our enemies is... Uh, to have a mental ascent of it. Others we say, yeah, 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 I know that. But we don't believe. We don't have active, working faith. We have the knowledge. And it's not revelation knowledge. It's a knowledge in the mind. It's just, it's called mental. It's called mental ascent. We agree. God is good. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I know. Praise God. I know. Hallelujah. But then uh, when a situation shows up, we speak differently, we act differently. That means that word has not influenced our thinking, has not renewed our minds. And God doesn't renew our minds. We do the renewing of the mind with his word. So many of my people say I'm good, but they still associate me with evil. Let me make a statement here. We cannot define God's character by our earthly experiences. We cannot define God's character with our earthly experiences. Not at all. Do you know how we define his character? By looking are the Holy Scriptures and focusing on the Holy Scriptures. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Our little Tina knows that. At least she, she says it. <laughs> Every word of it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Da, 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 da. She does that and someone or three and the rest. That's how we are able to do what? To experience the true character of God. So I'm praying today in the name of Jesus for your eyes to be open, for your ears to be open. For your hearts to be opened that this father may not be just was, but may carry your very life and energy to transform, to change, to, to remove error and inaccuracy, and to speak truth, the truth that make us free. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Let's go to Colossians. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic Version. In, in Colossians chapter 1. A prayer here by Apostle Paul, by the Spirit. In, in verse 9, the Amplified Classic Version. He said, for this reason we also, from the day we heard of it, have not ceased to pray and make special requests for you asking, look what God follows next, asking that you may be filled with a full, deep, and clear knowledge. You may be filled with the full, say full, deep, and clear knowledge of his will. Are you seeing that? It's full, deep, and clear. Knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, and what follows next in parenthesis, in comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. Comprehensive insight. Let me see if I can use the other words to say this. In other words, it's insight that you can comprehend. <laughs> Into the ways and purposes of God and in understanding and discernment of spiritual things probably than ever before. Our world is confused. Do you know what has contributed that? Mostly because the world has become like one big village because of social media or media connection. One will come over and say, this is what God is saying, contrary to the scriptures. Another one will come over here and prophesy something that is so crazy because it's not consistent with the Holy Scriptures. That's why believers is so important to know the Holy Scriptures. And not only that, to pray much in the Holy Ghost that you can have that comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. He made his, way, his ways known to Moses, but to the children of Israel, his works. They saw the manifestation, but they never knew God's ways. God's ways produce God's works or manifest God's works. I still hear what you left. Are you here? It's okay, by the way, to say amen. amen. Or oh, oh, me. If you feel like it's, it's hit you hard, say, oh, me. Amen. Praise God. Oh, it's okay to say hallelujah, pastor. Preach it, pastor. <laughs> hallelujah. But sometimes when you are feeding the baby, you don't want at the same time for them to be talking. Is that so? Mamas. Mamas, by the way, we also talk in church. That's fine. As long as you're not talking to your neighbor, you are responding to the message. So, okay? All right, all right, okay. The comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God than ever before. We need that. We really need that. Mm. I had a sudden dream, I was telling Tina, I won't go in details of it. But a sudden individual, individual 
spoke to me, that's earlier this morning, spoke to me something. And uh, I looked at him still muttering, I said this, you know that's not the truth. And when I said that, he looked at me because he said it with authority. Uh, not so much with authority, but deceptively. I said, you know that's not the truth. And then I said again, you know that's not the truth. Immediately I said that the first time his face changed. Could tell that the person had disguised themselves. It's kind of demonic. And I, and I say it was demonic. Disguising themselves in saying something as if it's the truth. But when I said it, saying, you know, that's not the truth, is, I realized they changed face. It changed. And then when I say the second time, it just disappeared. And then I woke up and I say, you know, that's not the truth. And I learned something. I was telling Tina in the morning. I learned something from that. Remember the words that Jesus spoke, the words, Devil is a lion, the father of lies. The words that are spoken by the divine, God Himself. So when you say something, you tell even devil, you know that you are a liar. It disarms him. Because there's no truth in him. So do you know what? Than ever before, as members of the body of Christ, we need to discern the truth. It's a mixture, church. It's a mixture. No, go to the scriptures, open your heart. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Go to John 16, verse 13 to 15. Ask God for that spirit of truth that you may know. Uh, uh, David said this in uh, Psalm 50, that you may, I may know the truth from the inward parts. We are more conscious of the indwelling spirit until we are able to discern spirits. We are able to see lies. Deception has become big, church. I listened to the last message that Pastor Wade Porter spoke right here on the 16th September 2012 before he went to the U.S. for two and a half months and then he came back. A few days later, he went to be with the Lord on 27th November uh, 2012. And one of the things he spoke, his last message here, was in line of that, of the deceptions and lawless deeds in our end times. That was the last message he spoke as a founder of this church concerning the time that you are living in. That's how over 10 years ago, church than ever before, there's deception. And that's why we need that deep, full, deep, and clear knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, in comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and in understanding and discernment of spiritual things. Go to verse 10, please. that you may walk, live, and conduct yourselves. Are you seeing that? That you may walk, live, and conduct ourselves. Walk, live, and conduct. 
Let me say something here. Again, you, you know my uh, very uh, popular phrase is this, from 2020 special when you are doing recording. Where we reach, we reach. You are not going anywhere. You'll be here next week. You know, you hear that, brother? No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, Brother George walks among the Samburus. So there's a song you all are singing about, I'll ju- I want to jump, than before. I realize you are doing this, brother. <laughs> I said, that's a Samburu man. <laughs> Seriously, he jumped that way because he walks among the Samburu people. But look at this, where we reach, we'll reach, okay? Then we'll continue. Let me give you something here that will really help you and me that we may not be deceived in these times and seasons we're living in. Walk the talk. Be a doer of the word. The way we see you on Sunday, you make every effort to live that way and conduct yourself that way all the time. Don't accept two faces. If there is even a an appearance of it, just repent. Just repent. Don't have two faces. Let there be no, quote-unquote, secret sins. I've had much of repenting concerning my thought patterns before the Lord. And, and we have to that way. Until, I like saying this man, until constantly you are aware of your thoughts. You think about what you're thinking all the time. And then, you check out the source of your information on a daily basis. Check out the source of your information. And that source of your information, is it highly placed than God? Or the word, is the word still the final authority in your life? Heaven and earth will pass away. But Jesus said this, my words will never pass away. Don't allow yourself to have two lives. One for public, one for private. Allow your heart just to be touched by God's presence. If it takes just shedding tears and asking God, forgive me. I want to have walk, to walk and live and conduct myself in a manner worthy of pleasing of the Lord.
That's critical, church. Fully pleasing to him. How will I know I'm pleasing the Lord? You'll know inside of you. The lowest form of living, uh, or oh, I've already been taught this way, which uh, I believe in, in that, that conscience is a voice of the spirit. Conscience. You will know. You can go to that Romans chapter 8 verse 1, and don't go there, and you can say, Lord, I can look at you. There's therefore now no condemnation to me who's in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. You will know, you and I will know, when you are pleasing the Lord, unless we have been deceived so much. But you'll know. And the deception is gradual. I've, had, I've, I've ministered so many people. And they'll tell them, I didn't know it was going to come to this level. It's a sin. We're just talking, and uh, we became just friends. It's gradual. Pastor Wade used to say this, the, the, the devil doesn't come with red, you know, red, red clothes what, and huge horns. And he said, that, that's holy, that's not the devil. The devil is sneaky. Huh? The devil is sneaky. The word that the scriptures talks about the devil in Genesis chapter 1 is, is subtle. The Genesis chapter 3 is subtle. S-U-B-T-L-E. Not subtle the way we say it in Kenya, but be silent. So it's subtle. All right. The, the devil is subtle. He's sneaky. Pastor, are you going to come talk about the devil today? How, hey, we should not be ignorant of his devices. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a culture now that even people think, will say, devil is not real. Oh, he is. In fact, the one who said the devil is not real, this is just an imaginary thing, the one who's speaking those words is the devil through that individual because he's the father of life. Seriously. You know, if, if, if you told me at 22, 20, if you told me that I had the devil, the devil was going to speak through me. I'm serious. And I was going to tell you everything that I've known how to cast. But who was speaking? If you told me you have the devil, you have devils, those devils could have spoken to protect their interest. So if you hear someone say that, there's no devil, oh, you know who's speaking. Come on now. So look at this. Don't forget about walking, living, and your conduct. Don't forget that child. Go in your own time, the book of, of, of Ephesians, and check out, like Watchman Nee puts it, in that book of uh, Ephesians, he puts it in this manner. See it. Walk, stand. <laughs> Sit, walk, stand. In Ephesians chapter 1 shows us, and chapter 2, we are seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father. 
And then walking, he starts showing us in chapter 3, chapter 4, latter part of that, he starts talking about how we ought to walk, pleasing the Lord. And then at the end, in chapter 6, say, Now, therefore, stand. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, dominion, and all those uh, demonic uh, hierarchy. So he says, Stand, therefore. So in a manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing unto him and desiring to please him in all things, look at what follows next. Bearing fruit in every what? Good work. And steadily growing. Check out your growth, church, on a daily basis. Am I growing? Steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God, I like this one, with the fuller, deeper, and clearer insight. You knew when you got born again that the Lord is good, but you are more convinced now. There's a deeper knowledge, there's root inside of you. Oh God, you're good. And it's even clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition, and it continues. What does verse 11 say? Oh, let, let's read this one. Can we read together? Let, let me receive this. We pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory to exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance and forbearance with joy. Verse 12. Giving thanks. Come on, let me hear you giving thanks to the Father. Hallelujah. What has he done to us? Who has qualified us. Qualified and made us. Fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints. God's holy people in the light. And verse 13 is wonderful. Delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. So then. God is good. He's holy. He's pure. There's no evil in him. If God was evil, or he had a little bit of evil, then he cannot judge evil. There's no way he could judge evil if he had any trace of evil in him. God is good, church. Say it. God is good. Say it. God is good. Say it with your heart. God is good. Is good. Let's go to James 1. The Passion Translation, James 1. Every gift God freely gives us is what? Good and perfect. Every gift God, God freely gives us is good and perfect. Streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness, and is never subject to change. I love that. He's never subject to change. He's never subject to change. Don't you know that his word also is not subject to change? I found uh, in my, my bathroom area, this morning I found a spider. Just active spider. And then usually I have a pesticide that I put or insecticide that I put it, a spray, 
I really, I won't say the name of that insecticide because they are not going to pay me for advertising them. But you just pray. I really, I really believe in that insecticide because I, I see the way it does, with, it does to insects. So what I did, I, the spider was up, so I sprayed. When I sprayed after that, I knew, I, I made sure that the spider caught, I mean, was sprayed a little bit. That was enough for me. I knew that spider, it started coming down and walking a bit to the floor. I didn't need even to, to uh, what do you call it, crush it or anything. I knew it was going to die. And then I thought of this. Man, I have, I have, I have, tried, I have faith in this spray. I should have the same faith in the word of, more, more in the word of God. When I say it, <laughs> and sure enough, after some, some few minutes, it was dead. I've seen that with that, that insect. And again, I'm not going to tell you which one. Because I'm not advertising for them. But it works. It worketh. Listen this. You may say the word of God. You need to have this. God and his word are never subject to change. Works all the time. Works all the time. But God gives us good and perfect gifts. How did sin come? Remember, remember there's no evil in God. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 and 17, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of, the, of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. And God, next one, yeah, that's, that's what he said. The day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And we know Adam and Eve partook of the fruit. And what happened? Death came. Let's go to Romans chapter 5 quickly. God verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered, the world. Are you seeing that? Did it come from God? Come on now. No. Just as from one man, through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin. So the door that was swung or flung open, if that's a word, flung open, that opens, that, that allowed sin to come in, uh, allowed death to come in, was sin. Sin opened the door for death to come in. Men were created by God to live forever. Forever. Because we are created in the image and likeness of God. Sin is a door opener for death to come in. And, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. So look at this. We didn't need to do anything except to be born to become sinners. Your cute baby. The moment they came out crying, sinner. 
Minister. All they needed to do is to be born. So listen to this. We are born sinners. What is that? That is our nature when we come to this world. No one is born again from his mother's womb. All of us came as sinners. But that's, if that was all, that could have been terrible. But look at verse 15. Let me read some scriptures here from the New King James Version. Still there. Are you still here? Praise God. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. How do I put this? Have, have you ever been to a place that you can drive, for example, you can, you can they, they never put any signage so you can drive whatever speed you wanted. The moment they put signage, you become conscious. And when you're stopped by the police, your, guilt, your conscience condemns you. You know what I'm talking about? But so, so the law came in like a gauge. It brought in sin consciousness now. An example, we were, uh, I went to Germany some, some years ago to preach at Pastor Maxwell's church. And at some point, I was being picked up from the airport. And at some point, we go to a certain highway, there's no speed limit. I kind of was holding my seat. Because the way that German man was driving, I thought, man, can you slow down? We don't drive this fast. It was fast. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Man, I felt like even if there was freeway for me, I wouldn't drive that fast. That guy was driving fast. And the amazing thing that I was surprised of the, the Germans, you can agree with me and or say no, but mostly they have small cars. Little. You know, like uh, Alto. What, 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 really, mostly. What, what do you call the, the, the ones you know? Vits, you know, and all. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw what I'm, I'm getting, taking a detour, but our teen and I were coming to church one Sunday, and we saw a, a Vits or something like that, Vits or a certain vehicle. He said that they say they, they, read the, they wrote their little V8. <laughs> I thought, That's a vision. <laughs> he said, little V8, all they said, what? Something like that. In fact, that's not little V8. They said something just so far. I said, that's a vision. But mostly they are that way. And that vehicle, now he was driving, it wasn't even a big vehicle, but he was driving it fast. Look at this. He has no consciousness of any law because he's not breaking any law. But sin came in to put a consciousness. And look at this then. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who's a type of him, capital H, who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. Hallelujah. For if by one man's offense many died, much more. The grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. I saw I wish I had sent it to the media people. 
I saw a certain signage, let me see, uh, a certain uh, post had to take it, uh, take a photo of it, saying this, there was a door, you remember the Passover? Remember the Passover night in, in, uh, in Egypt? So he says this, that's the door, and then it has blood on it, and he says this, the Lord did not check who inside the house, uh, sorry, the Lord did not check who inside the house was worthy. He checked for the blood on the doorpost. None of us is worthy. Only the blood of Jesus can cover us. That angel was only checking out what? The blood. So, what we need all constantly is the blood upon our lives has made us what? Worthy. So the free gift of salvation has made us worthy, has given us hope to live a life, to live, conduct, and walk worthy and pleasing to the Lord. In John 10.10, 10, don't ever confuse this. There's no evil in God. God is good. If there is any sickness you say it came from God, then get ready to get sick in heaven. Because it's not subject to change. You, you understand? If he's placing cancer on any person on earth, get ready then when you go to heaven. But we know he doesn't. We know it's evil in the earth. We know the devil is a liar. We know the devil is the evil one. You know, he wants to lie to you that God is not good. But we know God is good. John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal. We know who's the thief? The devil. And to kill and to destroy. Listen to what Jesus said. I have come. This is my mission, Jesus said. I have come. Some of those things he said, I like that first John 3, 8. He says, for this, this purpose, the son, of, the son of God was manifested, that he may destroy the works of the devil. And look at this. Here he says this. This is the reason I've come. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it what? More abundantly. You've ever been sick? Only, only one person? Are you all? I'm, we are walking divine health, praise God. You've ever been sick? Did it sound like life abundant for you? No. You don't wake up, I mean, you're, you're being asked, are you okay? Say, yeah, praise God, I'm sick. Hallelujah. It feels good being sick. Not so. That's the work of the devil. But Jesus says, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, what is that church? That's the goodness of God brought us life. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. You have to use faith. You have to hear these scriptures. You have to meditate on them. Listen to this. Even in that situation, which looks like it's not breaking through, you need to meditate on God's goodness. Do you know what God's goodness does? Even when we have missed it, we start repenting. 
God's goodness brings us into repentance. We say, oh, Father, forgive me. I remember when I gave my life to Christ four days later, the fifth day of my salvation. God showed me my sin nature. I cried. I cried a lot. And then for the first time, I saw how horrible I was without him. And I felt this way. Listen this. I've thought about this many times. I felt this way. Every sin that I'd committed in my life was against God. And that made me sad. I was only 23. That made me sad that night. Do you remember what David said in, in Psalm 51 when he committed adultery and then killed uh, Uriah? He said this, against thee, I'm saying the old King Jemeth, <laughs> against thee and thee only God have I sinned. For those young generation, generation Z, thee means you. Okay? Thou art. Either thither. Yonder means over there. Okay? So now you, are we together? <laughs> <laughs> how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with what? the Holy Spirit and with power but look at his mission who went about doing good come on now if you want to know what God is doing anything good is coming from him who went about doing good and healing Come on, receive your healing right there. Thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Father. Your goodness has provided healing for me. Thank you. That every nerve, every cell, every muscle, every part of my body, which is your temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit is healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I am healed because of your goodness. Your word is health to all my flesh. Amen. I've had to believe that over my body over and over again. The word is held to all my flesh. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit, and with power, went about doing what? Good. And healing, how many? All who are oppressed by the devil. And who was present? God. So in his presence is power, healing, deliverance. Again, I'm saying this. You must receive it by revelation. Not like you've had it. I say, yeah, he's my healer. I've heard people pray prayers and things like, God. This side they are saying God is good, is my healer. This other side they say the, the will of God has been done. Which is which?
We must always depend on God's goodness. Where are you right now? What situation are you facing? Meditate on God's goodness. While we were yet sinners, when we, don't, we didn't even know him, he died for us. I had no idea about his existence, but he died for me. Go there, Romans, 10, uh, Romans 8, please, verse 32. Look at this scripture. Can you have this scripture, please meditate on it? And over and over again. And over and over again. The scriptures that you meditate on until they become part of you. He, that's the father, who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for, not for some individual, for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us what? All things. And all those things are what? Good. Don't forget that. All those things are good. Every good and perfect gift. The one we read from James chapter 1. All those things are good. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Have you ever had a, a true surprise? Not this, sometimes people say it's a surprise. And you think, that's not a surprise anymore. Was it, was it uh, the MC? Uh, uh, we had a wonderful wedding of Larry and uh, Linda. Oh my goodness, wonderful. Where is mama? It's wonderful. Oh, you're here. It was, it was such a wonderful, wonderful wedding. And, and of course, the Seraphine and, and her husband, but such a wonderful wedding. And they did it on a Friday. So our little teen, last time we'd, we've gone to two weddings. Uh, we went, the, this one we had gone, which one was that? Oh, Barbara's, and then uh, we went to my friend's Pius Mishiri's wedding. So little teen, I would say this, uh, Babudi, we're not eating the cake? I said, no. Uh, because today is Saturday, and I have to go back and prepare for the Sunday service. I'm going to buy you a piece of cake. But Babdi wanted to eat this one for the, for the wedding. I said, we have to go. Okay. So the second wedding we went, uh, uh, she asked me also that I said, next wedding. I knew it was going to be on a Friday. But I forgot that I'd said that. So on Friday, as we are driving to, to, towards the wedding, uh, little Tina said, but do you remember today is, uh, tomorrow is Saturday? I said, yeah, tomorrow is Saturday. So we are going to stay to eat the cake. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that, yeah. I thought, my goodness, I'm going to stay the whole day. <laughs> so we went for the wedding. We stayed, we stayed. Wonderful, just wonderful stayed. At around four, I think three, three, I felt like some nails like were on my seat. You ever felt that way? <laughs> you need just to move. 
So I thought, Lord, what am I going to do? Then Miss Ruth told me, uh, Mama uh, Caroline Bai asked me to make the final prayer. So it's okay, Pastor, you go, and uh, we can, I can bring little Tina home. I fell out, God, it's the second savior now. She's saved. <laughs> and Tina and I left, and uh, we, we came. Uh, we went to the house, and she brought uh, a little Tina home, and she, she came with some pieces of cake, actually. She had some, some cake, and, but she was sleepy. <laughs> Coming, staggering out of the vehicle. But my point is, I had the MC say that, uh, that Linda has, uh, Larry has a surprise for Linda because they are going out of, they are going to the airport. I'm thinking like, that's no longer a surprise. <laughs> that's no longer a surprise. If it's a surprise, it's never spoken. But this is my, let me bring you to my point here. Don't think like I forgot what I was saying. I haven't. Have you ever had a true surprise? You didn't think about it. You didn't think it was going to come about that. It's not true surprise. And what was done for you was so good. It's not the one that you, you, you're acting, you know, you, you, you knew they were doing something behind the scenes, and then you, you come and say, I'm surprised. I don't know. I'm not talking about <laughs> I'm talking about true surprise. You just didn't know. And it's like, God, you did this for me. Just think about, look at that scripture and think about how many surprises God has for you. When you start doing that, do you know what will happen? You, you become expectant that God is going to surprise me. You start going to the word of God. He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall you not with him also freely give us all things? And you may wake up and say, God, what do you have in store for me today? And listen this, and he'll tell you this. I'll show you also. Be a blessing to someone, and I'm about to surprise you. I've had those true surprises, and ah, oh, they make you feel good. Really good. That's how good God is. Depend on the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 25, verse 8. I like this one. Psalm, Psalm 25, verse 8 says, Good and upright is the Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in their way. Do you know how, how he teaches sinners? He taught you and I to repent. Because of what? His goodness. Good and upright is the Lord. Don't ever mix this, please. God is good. I say this, I'll never say in a, in a, in a, in a, in a funeral of a, of a, this is a child, this is a youth, they have died, and I say, oh, you know, we don't know, but God, 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 you know, it's the will of God that has been done. That for me is an insult to that parent. That parent can take us a shoe. You remember what they did that time to Bush? and throw it. Remember what they did, that man did to W, or the, the Bush the second, and throw that shoe. That's not God I want to serve. Kill my baby. Touch, that's the truth. 
Don't accept that lie. So what happened, Pastor Davis? I don't know everything. The Bible says we know in part. But I know the destroyer. I know it's the devil. Maybe several things accumulated, but we know it's the devil. What about the soul of that person if the person was born again? Hey, God says this, fear him who can, don't fear him who can only destroy the body. Fear him who can destroy both the body, the soul and the body. Eternal fire. So the devil may destroy the body, but as a believer, you will be in glory. Hallelujah. Don't ever fear death, but don't die. Wait for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was saying I'm not going to have you die. Did you? I thought you were going to answer this. You're going to come and I'm not going to have you die. We'll wait for the coming of our Lord. Hey, praise God. Psalm 33, 4 to 5, quickly. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done what? In truth. He loves righteousness and justice. Let's say that together. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Do you know church is not, in, is not automatic? You can listen to every negative report and don't expect any goodness, but you'll always say how bad things are in this world. I was listening to Dr. Jerry Savelle some, uh, this week at some point talking about seed time and harvest. And he said for 20 years he believed God for the plane that could take him to continents, intercontinental, you know, one continent after another. For 20 years. And then he says this. And when did it manifest? I think it's November 2020. God is good. He expected. Even in the time of famine. Even in the time looked so bad. Expect God's goodness. Do you remember the last... The last scripture in Psalm 23, what does it say? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Goodness, mercy. Goodness, mercy. Goodness, mercy. All the time. Goodness, mercy. I like those surprises. Goodness, mercy. Do you remember the greatest surprise that you've ever had? That's the Lord's mercy and the Lord's goodness. And then in Psalm, Psalm 11, so I wanted you to see this. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Every day, church, we see the sun rising. It's the goodness of the Lord. Every day. I get amazed at the birds. They sing every morning. You don't have to wake them up. Every day. Isn't that amazing? 
I've told you many times I've sat, I've, I've, I've stood by the window and I've seen some, what is that? Kind of like velvet looking, uh, what? Not velvet, pink, not pink, what color is that? Anyway, but they're tiny. They usually the, the cabro, no cabro, the floor, and, and, and I've, I've stood and just be looking, you know, just looking, what are they eating? I, don't, I didn't see any of those birds. Their feathers look ruffled. They're like they're tucked, you know, just nicely. And they're just eating. I think, what are they eating? It reminds me of a scripture. Look at the birds of the air. You're thinking of how you're going to pay the rent. The bird is not thinking about that. Yet it's eating. You're thinking about how to get new clothes. The birds don't need that. God has supplied. What do they eat? Even outside, you see, they're eating. And they look healthy. And they have no hospitals. That's the Lord's goodness. That's what we are supposed to do. He says, we, we should have more faith for God to provide for us all the time. That's a, that's a law, Amen. Are you receiving the goodness of God? Yes. Now look at this then. So don't forget this. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Every time, church, I go to the oceans, I go to the mountains, I get amazed. I get amazed. I had a joker say about God supplying the need or even the wants of you wanting to go to Mombasa, I heard your voices go higher. Amen. Amen. So that's the part I, I really, I heard that. Everything you're quiet, but, but that one. <laughs> Can you want a holiday? <laughs> that's the goodness of God. In Psalm 119, verse 68, I love this one. You are good, and you do good. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Say, God is good. And he does good. And uh, his willingness to teach us also. Do you know teaching us his statutes is teaching us uh, his goodness? That's what he is. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, Jesus said this, If you then being evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father, who is in heaven, give what? Good things to those who ask him. You see, because his goodness, God is good, he gives good things. I've heard people say this like Isaiah 45 verse 7. He says this. He, he creates darkness and calamity. He said, God, and uh, God creates that calamity. You know what? There have been translations, but I can take one scripture and slay all the character of God from Genesis to Revelation. Because the manifestation of God is goodness. But let me say something here sin is in the world, men choose darkness. And God, though he's all-knowing, all-powerful, he gave man a choice. 
and darkness comes in. That Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 is so powerful about choices men make. Wrong choices. I've heard Brother Kenneth Copeland say this, that why, saying, why do bad things happen to good people? And then he says this, because good people make bad choices. Did you hear that? Do I say it again? Why do bad things happen to good people? Because good people made, make bad choices. Choices on a daily basis. Don't forget this. Choices, thoughts, thoughts, every day, thoughts. I'm here to teach you about this. Thoughts are seeds. Every time you have to take, we have to take care of our minds. Your father who is in heaven will give good, good things to those who ask him. So again, the part that we need to do is what? Ask. Ask. In John 3.16, we know it, yeah? Let's say it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And look what follows next. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. The son's coming to this world, his son, was because of God's goodness. He didn't come to condemn the world. Sometimes we make such mistakes as body of Christ, we condemn sinners. Who all wanted to hear such a thing? Do you know what they say back at a way we do na jdeu meokoka? Do you think you can evangelize that way? No, no, no. No, no, no. I learned something recently from a certain prophet, well known. And, and uh, I, I, I listened to the Lord and in a certain situation, he spoke to me uh, by the Spirit and I helped an individual. I knew... You have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You understand this is not the way it happens all the time. But she said this. She knew this individual was living in sin. And she knew by the spirit of the destiny how big the plan of God was for, for this individual's, uh, God's plan for this individual's life. And then she said this. When I sat down, I had to listen to the Lord because she already knew she was living in sin. You understand? Know, if your one is living in sin and you tell them you are living in sin, there's no good news you are telling them. They already know. Come on now. Do they not know? He said, I listened to the Lord and gave me a word, a glimpse of some things that he has in store for this individual. And I spoke them by the Spirit. And the individual started crying. Why? They, st they started crying and started repenting of their sins. And they started walking in the path that God has in store for them. Do you know what? That calls for, of course, he doesn't do it every time that way. You understand that? 
But that calls us to, to be able to, to listen to the Holy Spirit when we are, we are ministering to individuals. And I've seen that in a, in, a, in a certain situation, that ministering to someone, I knew I could say some things which are accurate, but I listened to the Holy Spirit and he spoke something now different concerning that individual's destiny, and I saw the fruit. Let me announce to you who's living in sin, and you know you're living in sin. There's the will of God for your life that is so wonderful that you cannot afford to abort that by just pleasure of sin, which is moment, momentarily. Don't accept that. Come into God's plan. So he didn't come to condemn the world. He came to do what? To save the world. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he does not believe in the name of the only begotten son of the Father. And this is the con condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So as I wind up, church, God is good. When you, are, you allow him, you go to those scriptures and many others for him to speak to your heart. You know what follows next? I wish I'd go to the several scriptures here. But, but let, me, let me read one, one or two. In Psalm 107, this is what follows when you start realizing by revelation that God is good. I, I'll, I'll show you something. In 107 verse 1, <clears throat> this is what starts happening. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. You know what will happen? Whatever the situation you may be in, put there first Thessalonians, please, chapter 5, verse 18. This is what will happen. When you start realizing God is good, what follows next is this, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay? So, so two, three scriptures. In everything, give thanks. Why is that so? I know God is good. For in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So a situation is so difficult, but you know God is good. Father, even if I've missed it, I'm going to lift up thanksgiving because that is going to change things around and I'll start seeing what you want me to see and start walking the goodness of God and that situation is changed. Why do we give thanks to God? Because he's good. Thank you, Lord. Is anyone here today without anything, any problem at all? Anyone here? One person, please. If you are here, come see me. You don't have any problem. But is anyone here with thanksgiving? Yes. Has, good, has God been good to you? Yes. Has he helped you? Yes. You have your mind together. Yes. You are, you've dressed up, you've come to church. Yes. Amen. Yes. This is something that I've had to think of many times. I may not be where I, where I, I desire to, to be, but I'm here because of God's goodness. I will thank him. I used to think this way, and, and, and I was thinking about it this morning. Uh, I was 
was living in a slum, I don't have a bed, and rarely eating. And then uh, I started thinking, and thoughts were coming, oh, you are here, you are here in a slum, you don't have even a bed, and you know, you, everything looks horrible. You know, just those thoughts. I said, no, 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 no. If I start thinking of the things that I do not have, I'll be oppressed. I have the Bible. All the time, I, could, I can read it any time. So I'm not going to think about what I don't have. I'll start thanking God for what he has given to me. He sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all my distraction. God, you've given me your word. And I'll start giving thanks right there. Right there. God is good. We give thanks to him for his good. Let me show you the last one then in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's read it from the, the Passion Translation. I'm winding up for sure. Did you hear what I said? For sure. Unless you start protesting here, you want me to continue. Or did you, are you protesting? Or no? I continue. Oh, you see, Brother John is protesting right now. Now look at verse 57. Oh, let's start from verse 55. Oh, death. This is the passion translation. Oh, so, oh, this is the, oh, I mean, uh, amplify. So, death, tell me, where is your victory? Tell me. <laughs> tell me, death, where is your victory? Tell me, death, where is your sting? Whew. Oh, that day is coming. You know, as a believer, you don't even feel like you're, you, you don't feel. I mean, you're, you're dead. I've, I've, had, I've listened to so many testimonies and read from different people. When they come out, they don't even, they've come out of their body. Yes. If they are sick, they say, wow, this feels good. Those are believers. My goodness. Wow, I've never felt. My goodness, I feel good. Wow. And then, Who's that now? If you're Nigerian, who's that all? <laughs> Looking like me, oh. <laughs> who's that? And, and I started, suddenly, I had this testimony so powerful. Of a sudden lady, she had been in the hospital, an elder lady. Then the doctor, she used to struggle to come out of her room, her bed, and she, could, she, she had no strength. Then she realized, I feel good. And the doctor said, don't come out of your bed. Don't come out of your room. Don't even try to come out of your room. Okay. So I feel good. But the doctor told me not to come out of the room. She said, she realized, oh, who's that? But I feel good. It doesn't matter. She went to the corridors of the hospital. She started walking around, but the doctor told me not to walk around. But I feel good. She, then later on she realized, it seems like I've died. <laughs> then she started looking, really true testimony, started looking for a way back to the room, but she felt good. The doctor told me not to walk around, but I feel good, why should I be here on bed? 
And she said, then I went, I went back to the body and I felt horrible. <laughs> when you come out of this body, you won't feel anything. In fact, in fact, if people are crying, you say, why are you crying? You try to touch them, to comfort them. Why are you crying? You should know how I'm feeling right now. Believers should never fear death. Do you know who, 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 why we uh, believers, I mean, if a believer is going to be the Lord, you think you cry for them, for yourself. You don't cry for them. They will not miss you. They wouldn't even realize, even if you continue staying here for seven years, it's like a one, one day to the Lord, or even less than a day in heaven. They won't miss you at all. I've never had anyone come back and, and, and say that I was in heaven and I was missing you. I've had testimonies, <laughs> even like Smith Wigglesworth's wife died, and, and uh, he, he said, no, I have to come, no, what, what is this? Why is she gone? Forgetting her name, Peggy? What's her name? Anyway, so I went and, 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 and called her back. And she opened her eyes, she says, uh, Smith, why are, you, why are you calling me back? The Lord told me my time is over on earth. Then he said, oh, so it's the Lord, go. It's, I mean, you won't miss anyone here. It's us who will miss you. Praise God. So what, death tell me, where is your victory? Tell me death, where is your sting? Go, Father. You can stand up, please. God, it is sin that gives death its sting, and the law that gives sin its power. But look at verse 57. Can we read it together? But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Why do we thank him? He's given us the victory. So when you are facing a difficult situation, what are you supposed to be having in your mouth? Thanksgiving. Why? Because the Lord is good. His goodness gave us the victory. Praise God. So I want you to look at that situation you've been facing. Look at it in the eyes. If he's talking about death, death is your, go back there please. Death is your sting. So tell me, death, where is your victory? So tell, if is, is, it a, is it a bill? Tell it. Where is your victory? Tell me, where is your sting? My needs are paid for. All of them according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So lift up thanksgiving to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I worship you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. You're good to us, oh Lord. Would you just thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank you, Lord. 
you're good to us, O oh Lord. You're good, good, good to us. Father, I'm asking you for the manifestation of your goodness upon your people, the lives of your people. So shall your word be that goes out of your mouth, it shall not return to you void, but it shall accomplish that which you've sent it for and prosper in that thing. So Father, I've spoken your word. I put a demand on this word for the manifestation of your goodness upon your people. Your goodness heals. Your goodness delivers. Your goodness has set us free. Your goodness has made us whole. Thank you, Father. Will you thank him for, your, for his goodness upon your life? Whatever the situation is, receive it by faith. He did not spare his own son, but he gave him up for us all. How will he not through him give us all things? Thank you, Father. Thank you for every need met. Thank you for healings. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for depression leaving your people. I rebuke that depression in the name of Jesus. Depression, go in the name of Jesus. Those depressive thoughts, I break. That lie of the enemy. Devil is a liar. He's been lying to you. And I bind that spirit, lying spirit, that has been injecting those thoughts into your mind, I bind that in the name of Jesus. The sense of hopelessness, the sense of unworthiness, I rebuke your spirit of the enemy now in the name of Jesus. I speak peace of mind and of heart. Father, thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.